Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Epic Classroom Podcast. My name is Trevor Muir and I've been a middle and high school teacher as well as a teacher of pre-service and current teachers and I love a good story. And I love to explore ways to help students live out great stories and for their educators to thrive in their own. And that's what we talk about on this podcast. Whatever you teach or however you serve in schools, how can you lead a more impactful, dynamic, meaningful, engaging, and epic classroom? All right. Hello, my friends. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Uh, I want to share some tips with you this week about coming up with really good lesson unit project ideas in your classroom. Because that's often something that I, uh, I, I see people stumble with is, you know, I'll go and I'll talk about the power of having purposeful, authentic, hands-on, meaningful projects and learning experiences with students and and I'll tell stories and I'll share research and 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 I'll give examples from my own classrooms and I'll get into it because I just I believe it so deeply to my core if you've read anything I've written or or you watch some of my videos or maybe you've heard some episodes of this podcast I really believe one of the key things we need to be doing in school is making it more authentic and meaningful for students that is one of the most powerful keys to unlocking engagement and transformation and social development and emotional development and behavior development and even cognitive development happens when students are doing meaningful work. It's, it's one of the things that fuels everything I do is helping people understand that and then learning how to do it. Um, and, and so it's usually really well received. I very rarely have anybody say, you know what, this is all a bunch of bull. I don't buy any of this. It's usually, yeah, I want to do this. But then I'm also met with this very realistic uh, feeling of, hey, I want to do this, but I don't know how to come up with these type of ideas. Or I don't know how to come up with, with projects or experiences that, that make these big connections. I'm, I'm here for it, but I have no idea where to start coming up with ideas like this. Which, by the way, I get it. I mean, it, it definitely requires this flexing of the creative muscle and... Um, and it doesn't necessarily always come easy, and it takes practice, and it helps to have some guidance uh, to do this. And I think because of that, because there's sometimes some barriers or obstacles in coming up with really dynamic learning experiences, that often makes us say, you know what, then I'm just not going to go there because I don't really know how, or maybe it's too complicated, or I don't have time for it, or I don't know where to begin, or maybe my content standards don't really fit this. I get it, but my standards wouldn't fit, or my grade level wouldn't fit, or my students wouldn't be able... To, to do this. Whatever it is, I understand all of those hesitations. And yet, usually I, I try to give lots of space for that. But then I, I try to help people understand, actually, it's not that hard to do. You just have to know how to do it. Um, and so that's what I want to do on today's podcast episode. I just want to share a few strategies, techniques for coming up with really engaging learning experiences or project ideas. And I hesitate to call them just projects because this isn't just if you are doing project-based learning or, or, or group projects, it, but really that's what it is. I, at its core, one of the best ways to get students engaged in what you want them, what they need to learn, is to give them dynamic problems to solve. And then you as the teacher is helping them learn to solve those problems. And it just so happens 
They can learn content standards as they solve those problems. They can develop skills as they solve those problems. And they learn at a much deeper level when they're in the act of problem solving. Because humans like to solve problems, right? That's one of the things we are hardwired to do is to solve the problems in front of us. And so why not design learning experiences that are fundamentally about solving problems? It, it motivates us. It moves us. So here's some ways about coming up with projects, ideas, learning experiences, whatever you want to call it, learning units that have real problems to solve. Here's some ways to come up with some of those. And the first thing I want to share, one of the best ways to come up with a project idea for a specific unit of instruction is to first ignore that unit of instruction. It can be easier to brainstorm project ideas when you're not encumbered by the academic standards that you have to cover. Listen, I get it. We have to cover certain standards, and we're going to get to how we tie some of those in. But when we're coming up with the learning experience first, sometimes we can actually set those standards aside, those learning goals, and we'll return to them afterwards. But instead, first, we're going to figure out, all right, well, what's the problem? And then we'll look and see, are there ways to tie my standards, my content into that problem that I've selected. And so what I would suggest you do if you're trying to brainstorm how to come up with something here, create a big list of problems that exist in your school or in your community that your students could have a role in solving. And, I, and I'd suggest you be as broad or as specific as you want as you're making this list. Because what happens is once you have a big list of problems, then you can be like, all right, which one of these do I have some motivation in wanting to see solved? What do my students want to see solved? I found over and over that the things that we are passionate about, that we care about in our own lives, usually it's a lot easier to get other people to be excited and engaged in it as well if we're engaged in it first. And so asking those questions, all right, which one of these problems really sticks out to me? And so your list might have a bunch of different things that are happening in your community that you'd like to see solved. Like it could be neighborhood littering, or maybe you have crowded hallways in your school, or maybe there's a homelessness issue in your community. Maybe there's old playground equipment that could use some fixing up or replacing. Maybe there's lonely elderly at a retirement home nearby uh, that could really use some love and connection. Maybe you have kids at a children's hospital, or there's a busy street by your school that could use a crosswalk. And so at this stage of brainstorming, just make a big list of problems problems. And as you're making that list, don't think about, all right, what are my students going to do to solve it? Or how is this going to become a learning unit? Or how am I going to turn it, tie my content standards into this? Just ignore all that and just make a big list. Because once you have this list, you can begin to consider how can we incorporate them into the, the learning unit, into the standards. And so just make a big list to start and this is something that i have teachers do during my pbl workshops is like as a group let's just make a big list of problems and now we can look at it and figure out all right do any of these relate to my class you know when i was in syracuse last week or not syracuse i was in utica which is uh, a city about an hour outside of syracuse i was asking all right let's let's come up with our big list of problems and one of them that kind of came up once and then everybody in the whole room a hundred other teachers are like yep that is a problem was that there's a bunch of goose poop on school property and maybe you have this issue as well but like there's a canada goose population and they're just pooping all over the place on the playground on sidewalks they're all over the place and one of the problems is, is they all love the geese they don't want to kill the geese or, or ban them but the poop is kind of an issue and, and there's sanitary issues and it looks bad and it tracks into school. And so we listed that problem and we all laughed about it. We wrote goose poop up on the board and we moved on. And then when it became 
you know, project brainstorming, learning experience, unit brainstorming time, one group was like, you know, I really, we do want that goose poop problem to go away. And I know kids do as well. I said, all right, well, what content standards do you have to work with? And they're like, well, I don't have anything specifically about goose poop. I'm like, all right, well, let's expand it a little bit. What, what, what are some things that students could learn about in order to get rid of the goose poop? And, you know, there was a band teacher there and she's like, well, I, I wonder if like my students could make noises or, or record something that deters the geese. I'm like, OK, I like that. And the science teacher kind of chimed in. She's like, well, we could look at the, you know, the bacterial uh, side of it and find out, is this a sanitary issue? Maybe we'd be able to get more funding if we could prove that it was a big problem in that way. I'm like, oh, OK, I like it. And then there was an ELA teacher that was talking about, well, I wonder if we could kind of compile what we're learning into some type of persuasive speech that we could go and present uh, to school board or administrators to kind of propose changes here. We could do our persuasive writing unit. And all of a sudden, this, this goose poop problem that we listed during the brainstorming of making a big list had all of these potential learning experiences here. You could tie in the science. You could tie in band class. You could tie in ELA. I'm sure there's a math component that you could do to it. But it started with the problem first. We started with a problem and then creatively found ways to tie it into a learning unit. And so I would strongly suggest you do that first, is create a big list of problems that exist in your community, in your school specifically. I was at a school in Detroit not too long ago, and one of the problems that kind of kept cropping up as we did this brainstorming is there is not enough hooks for students to hang their coats during the winter. And so the coats kind of just pile up, and it's a big disorganized mess. I'm like, all right, well, that's a really small, detailed problem but it's a meaningful one, and students find it to be a relevant problem, and teachers find it to be relevant. It's like, all right, well, then how can we design or how can we tailor a unit that maybe we already have around solving this problem in some way? And how can maybe we learn some content standards in the process? Now, again, I already said this once. I'll say it one more time. This can require a little creativity. That This can require some sitting still and just kind of pondering and thinking about it. Um, but, but I think starting with a problem is probably, in my opinion, and somebody who's been doing project-based learning for over a decade and, and just believes really strongly in it and have come up with a lot of project ideas, I think this is probably the best way to do it, is starting with a problem and then figuring out how can I tie it in to what I'm going to teach anyway. So that's one. Uh, the next step I'd give you, or the next strategy af after lift listing a problem, is alter existing project ideas to fit your classroom. So this is what I mean by that. There's no need to reinvent the wheel when you're doing projects or when you're coming up with uh, engaging, purposeful ways uh, of, of getting your students engaged in your classroom. Because the truth is there's thousands of other educators out there who have led their students, and, and thanks to the internet, many of their ideas and what they've done are available to anybody who searches for them. You know, some of the best projects my students have ever completed were ones that I altered to fit my classroom, right? Isn't there like a famous quote out there that like the best teachers are also thieves, right? We steal from others. Yes, you should. We're trying in the best way. Give credit where credit's due. However, yeah, if somebody's doing something and you know it engages students and you know it might get your passion meter pumping and you, and you can get students excited, why wouldn't you emulate that? Why wouldn't you replicate that in your classroom? Or why wouldn't you at least take the seed of an idea and alter it to fit your students in your subject area and your school and community? You know, I once had a unit on World War II, and I've told you about it before, so I'll keep it brief. brief. Um, 
I had a World War II unit. And so while brainstorming PBL project ideas, I went and Googled World War II project-based learning project. Didn't know where I was going to go with it, but I just Googled that. Well, I found this blog post where a teacher wrote about her students interviewing veterans and writing their life stories. And so I was like, okay, that's a sweet idea. There's still some World War II veterans left in our community. And I had a grandfather who fought in the war, who was there, and then he passed and we never wrote his stories down. And so it's like, this, this could solve that problem. I love that. So I read this, I was inspired by it, and I had my students do the same thing. However, because most of my students have cell phones with video cameras on them, you know, this is like 2011, we had this, we went, decided we were gonna film our interviews. And we ended up taking the footage and we turned them into little five, six minute documentaries. And at the end of the project, the students showcased their work at a big local theater in Grand Rapids where we live. And it became one of the most amazing things I've ever been a part of. And it all started with a Google search. You know, there's some really great resources online with project ideas to borrow for your class. And so you don't have to start from scratch all the time. You know, like PBL Works, Buck Institute, they've got just this whole resource bin where you can go and look at project ideas. Um, John Spencer at spencerauthor.com, uh, he's doing some really cool projects right now uh, where they're just creating all of these different PBL project ideas. There's, you know, go to Teach Thought, just type in Teach Thought PBL project ideas. You'll see a bunch of different things. I got a bunch of them on my blog as well but there's just so much out there that there's no need to just start from scratch all the time you know go and discover what people are doing and tweak them make it work for your class have, have you, i won't go into it too much now i want to do a whole podcast on it but i'm guessing you've heard of chat gpt and artificial intelligence i'm telling you friends you can go on chat gpt and you can type in create a project-based learning project on photosynthesis or on World War II or on writing poetry or whatever it is, and it will write up a whole PBL project for you. Now, it's missing some stuff. It's not necessarily great. However, it usually has the seeds of a really great project, and you can take it and tweak it and make it fit for your own classroom, and you can add to it or maybe subtract, but it's a really great starting place, and I want to dive into that with a little bit more intention soon, but that my point is, is that there's a lot that's already out there, and we can take it and we can alter it to fit our classrooms. So, but now, all right, number three is identify a theme with your project standards. Here's what I mean by that. Sometimes your content standards will have thematic elements to them. So big ideas are tied into them. A theme and a story, it's the universal takeaway uh, that you get from the story. Like what's the big idea th that I'm actually getting from this story? You know, like for instance, and I've got a uh, a seven and an eight-year-old at home. So I like the Disney references. You know, if you've watched Finding Nemo before, the theme of the story isn't you can't let your fish son swim out to sea, right? Like, because that wouldn't really apply to my kids. The theme has to be something that applies bigger and beyond just the subject of the story, right? The theme of Finding Nemo might be something more like sometimes you have to let go to trust the ones you love, or maybe a father's love can overcome anything, or never give up. Big ideas that you get from the specific story. It's the same with our classroom, right? The theme is the big takeaway from a learning unit. You know, something bigger than just the subject that students are learning. However, to understand the big takeaway, the theme, you have to learn the subject, you have to engage with it. And so I think a great way to start project planning, coming up with ideas, is figuring out, all right, well, what's the big theme 
I want students to have? What's the big takeaway I have? And usually what happens is when we're asking those questions and we can identify that theme, we can begin to uncover project ideas and ways for them to learn those themes. You know, for instance, I had these content standards all about industrialization. And so if you went and looked at these world history standards I had, it was analyze the origins, characteristics, and consequences of industrialization. What are the impacts it has on individuals, society, and ec economies? I increasing global interconnections. These are all very common standards that I have here in the state of Michigan that I know from talking to lots of teachers exist elsewhere. So after analyzing these standards, you could probably, after some brainstorming, which is what I did, determine that, yeah, there's a theme here that industrialization can have a major impact on people, right? Like that's, that, that's something that I took away from those standards. That's a big idea I want my students to have. I realize that they're probably not gonna remember every bit of the subject from this unit. They're not gonna remember every date and every name and every place, but I hope that they remember this big idea and so now that I've got this theme, I can start to brainstorm how can students learn the theme. I can ask questions like, all right, who is being impacted by industrialization right now? Is it happening in our community? You know, who could my students serve in this project? What could they create to lessen this impact? Because once you determine this theme, you can start like brainstorming with it and asking these questions and talking to other people about it. I can tell you, um, with this theme, this industrialization one, you know, I did some brainstorming and I started working with other teachers and that's step four in coming up with project ideas is use the people around you, collaborate. You don't have to do this by yourself. Some of the best creation happens when it's done with other people. And so we sat down and we started kind of just brainstorming what could we do with this and it's throwing ideas at the wall and suggesting crazy ideas and narrowing down. And so after a time of doing this with other people as we're kind of really taking apart this theme, um, you'll start, what we did was we started to see this project idea take shape, you know, for those industrialization standards after brainstorming, you know, somebody said to me, you know what, this reminds me of a documentary I saw about refugees. I was like, oh, which one is, was it God grew tired of us? And they're like, yes. I was like, oh, I've seen that documentary. Tell me more. Do you mean? And they're like, well, the, the whole thing is about refugees who are from developing nations and how they struggle coming to places like America that are much more industrialized and more technological and have different societal norms. And, and if you're coming from a developing nation with a lot of you know, m poverty and missing some of these technologies and cultural norms, it could be a really big struggle coming here. So I was like, okay, that is a lot like the theme that I'm trying to teach my students that connects to my content standards. And so now that I've got this, it starts beginning to be, like to be the beginning of a project. It starts growing from there. And eventually that project grew into this, this experience that I've explained before in the podcast, but where students um, created tools to serve refugees in our community, tools and resources that make their assimilation and transition to living in Michigan easier and better and, and more productive. And when my students were engaged in that work, creating how-to videos and, and cookbooks and flashcards, when they were making these resources, we were also tied into the content that we were learning about. There was a connection there. Students were seeing the authenticity of the content that we were learning, how it actually applies and is relevant to the world. They were problem solving. And this problem that they were given to solve started with identifying this big idea, identifying the theme. Now, 
not everybody's content standards are thematic the way that my social studies content was or that maybe sometimes English content is or even science content might have some more themes to it. And that's why, you know, if you have less thematic content, whether you teach health or math or science, whatever it is, I would suggest start with a big list of problems and then figure out, all right, I've got all these problems. Now, how can I tie some content into solving one of them? And maybe I can, from there, I can identify, all right, what's the big theme? What's the universal takeaway? But really what it all comes down to is realizing that you have inherent creativity, right? Like sometimes this stuff that we're talking about here, it can be a little intimidating because you're like, gosh, it just, it requires that I think outside the box. I got to get out of my comfort zone to think about lesson planning or unit planning like this. And I'd have to agree with you there. Yes, yeah, sometimes we do have to get out of our comfort zone. Sometimes we do have to stretch ourselves a bit as we're planning new experiences. I mean, every single day is new as students. Every crop of students is different and they're changing and their needs are different. Um, and so we have to tailor their experiences in our classrooms and in our schools to them. But there's this underlying fundamental piece of teaching that has not changed, and, that, and that's that we are problem solvers. Humans are driven by purposeful work. And so if we can identify real problems for students to solve, if we, if we can figure out, all right, well, what's relevant to them? And how can I creatively tie my content, tie, tie the, the, the activities that I have for them, my guidance in the classroom, everything we do, somehow connect it to solving these problems, what you're gonna see is that students will grow more and learn more and engage more and love being in school more, which I think is what we all want. And so if you wanna dive deeper into this, I know it's kinda hard to explain all this without any visuals. Usually when I talk about problem, uh, coming up with projects, usually I have visuals behind me and, and it can be, there's obviously a dialogue aspect to it. Right now it's just me to you. And so if you wanna dive into it deeper, I've got a whole blog post uh, that I will link in to the show notes for this that kind of spells out each one of these steps in more detail. So feel free to go and check out that blog post. I also go into much more detail in my online course, uh, which is the Project Based Learning Masterclass. You can find that at my website at epicpbl.com where I dive in much deeper. And of course, if you are a school leader or you know one who would be interested in learning more about Project Based Learning and what it would look like, uh, to do more of this type of work in your school or district, feel free to get in touch. I love going to schools and helping teachers realize that this is all possible and we're not actually sacrificing deeper learning in order to do this authentic, relevant, engaging work. Instead, we're actually creating deeper learning. We're not sacrificing it. We're creating deeper learning when we give students authentic problems to solve. So dig into all that and uh, I will see or I will talk to you next time. So uh, thanks, friends. Feel free to share this episode and uh, I can't wait to engage with you soon. Talk to you next time. My name is Trevor Muir and this is the Epic Classroom Podcast. Bye bye.